very busy day at work. Stayed a lot later than I wanted to. I noticed. Yeah. Oh, well. We just hit our second million dollar week. In oh, a row. boy. Yeah. And uh, today was the day we went to nine o'clock closings instead of seven o'clock, which meant normally we have three hours to clean, disinfect, downstock zone, get everything looking ready. Well, today we had an hour. So. And clearly that didn't. <laughs> clearly that didn't work out, huh? Yeah. Clearly, come probably next week they're going to be like, "Hey, we need this day till eleven instead of 10. and. Uh, That'll at least make things easier, even though I'm going to be stuck staying later. But, oh, well, it pays the bills, so I guess I can't complain too much. So, out of curiosity, how many hours are you putting in a week at this point in time? Well, I mean, I'm getting like 40 to 45, depending. You know, some days I'll work a little extra or whatever. But uh, the way we work is... We have a nine-hour shift, but you get an hour lunch. Okay. So some days I get a lunch. Some days I don't get a lunch. It's a privilege of um, management. Yeah. And then there is the fact that I live kind of far from work, so there's a drive. And, you know, it's really just kind of a butt or whatever. But I like the store I'm at, and that's why I'm willing to deal with the drive. Oh, I, I understand. I'm all too familiar with a commute, my friend. Uh, depending on <laughs> d- depending on the day, I, I could be either having a five-minute drive to work or a 45-minute drive to work in one of three different directions. It's fantastic working for a company with four different clinics all within the same general area. Yeah. Well, fresh, I suppose. It's the price you pay. For pure and utter bliss at work? Yes. Uh, yes, that's, bliss. that's what it, we call it, right? <laughs> for me, it is. Yeah? Well, normally, lately, things have been a little different. Just since uh, you've gone back? Yeah. So, yeah. I'm wearing a lot of different hats. Is how we've decided to describe it these days. I think you'd say you're wearing a lot of different masks. <laughs> well, that too. Uh, but that's because <laughs> they're disposable. So you, you use it and then you lose it. Kind of the opposite of what they usually teach. But it, besides yes. the point. Besides the point. Uh, no. So in addition to occasionally treating patients, which is my primary uh, objective, I'm also working as a rehab a- aide, so I'm doing a lot of extra cleaning, which is necessary right now. Yeah. But then, depending on the clinic that I'm in, I'm also working the reception desk, so handling any scheduling changes and making sure that people get checked in, and we're having to run temperature checks on every patient that comes in and every parent that comes with them. Um, I have to make sure that people are staying separated in the lobby. Uh, and then in addition to that, this can all be in one day, mind you. In addition to that, I'm also transporting patients. So I'm going here, there, and everywhere 
Is that a company vehicle? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I I mean, if they told me to do it in my own vehicle, I would because uh, I'm a, a, you know, a floor mat. But um, I would rather use the company vehicle. I do not blame you, especially uh, in this day and age. Well, currently we have two employees who are um, responsible for some of those duties who are out for potential and uh, clinically diagnosed cases of COVID-19. So that's fun. Yeah, luckily nobody in my store has come down with it. But, Thank goodness you know, with the number of people you have going through there on a daily basis. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel good about that, but we have a lot of employees that <clears throat> either are or have been out because, you know, high risk. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a couple pregnant people who took a month off that they were allowed to take off for like, you know, paid time off because of it. A couple of older people. Excuse me while I get a drink. Good idea. Good idea. I think ah. I shall also partake in a beverage. What is your beverage ah. of choice this evening? Well, I'm driving home, so right now it's water. Ah, I, uh, excellent choice right before the elliptical. I am working my way up, back up to a gallon a day. Uh, I carry one of those 32-ounce Gatorade bottles around, basically. I generally try to drink one before I go to work, then one or two at work, and then during the elliptical and shortly after I finish one as well. So, Gotcha. So um, Ryan's not here to math it out for me. So how many of those do you have to drink to hit a full gallon of water in a day? Four of them. Four. Okay. That's why that's why I chose the Gatorade bottle is because it made everything simple. And I'm like if I if I get one when I wake up first thing in the morning, you know, and then have one like with me on the drive to work so I can have a couple of drinks or whatever, you know, maybe refill it at work and then hopefully finish the fourth one off before I go to bed. Works out fairly well. Um, as it's getting hotter here in Vegas, and I'm starting to smell like sweat more often, it's a lot easier to consume more water without having to run to the bathroom all the time. I see. Well, it is warming up here in in Iowa as well, but I assume not nearly as much as you and Ryan are getting. Um, I think we we almost reached the 70-degree mark today. Um, Yeah. Nice, you know, you can go out and a t shirt and walk around in that. That's that's good, yeah. I know we've been in the, the 80s, the 80 to 90 range, and last weekend we were supposed to have hit triple digits. I didn't pay attention and see if we did or not, but you know, at least in Vegas, they do say it's a dry heat, which really just means it feels more like an oven. But I would rather live in this then have to deal with the humidity that Ryan has to deal with. Mm. We get a, a fair amount of humidity up here, but uh, I, I don't know how much Ryan has. I, I don't know. I'm assuming Texas, probably like 800%. <laughs> I, 
I guess it depends on how close you are to the the Gulf, huh? Yeah. Either way, it's more than the desert. So I like no humidity. It makes me and my asthma feel better. See, I I happen to to live right off of the uh, the Mississippi River, so all the moisture is in the air up here. Yeah. Before I moved to Vegas, I lived right off of Lake Erie. So all the moistures. I can imagine. I hated it. It was awful. It drove me away. So, with all that dry heat down there, uh, what's the trade-off? Do you hit, like, exotic insects? Because, like, that's what I would expect. Like, scorpions and big nasty Uh, spiders and... Cockroaches? There are scorpions, depending on where you live. Uh, We've only seen one at our house so far. Not in the house, but in the backyard. Uh, That's one too many. He was approximately seven foot tall, and he looked very angry. But luckily, I was able to uh, capture him and remove him from my premise. But no, not a whole lot of like bugs or anything. I have seen some coyote out close to where I live because we live in a uh, very kind of like far out new construction area. All right. But I have seen a couple of roadrunners. Uh, over the winter months, we had a rabbit that was visiting us, and my wife absolutely loved the rabbit. Every morning, we'd wake up, we'd go to the door and see if he was out there, you know, sitting in our yard until we let the dog out, and then he ran away, of course. Um, And then, one day, we were out there, and she saw all the rabbit poop in the yard, and she decided she did not like the rabbit anymore. (laughs) I have a pretty good rabbit story, too. Um... They're apparently a lot more prevalent up here. Actually, this mm, past summer, I want to say, we actually had um, a family of baby rabbits in our backyard. And um, I have a mid to large sized dog who loves to explore the backyard. So... We had to find a way to allow our dog to go into the backyard, which is her domain where she can do the things she needs to do, but also protect these baby rabbits. So we had it covered. We went out with the dog. So she even sniffed near them. We had to shoo her away. It was quite the, the ordeal. But uh, when it got to the point where she discovered them and they were big enough, like they were furry, and they clearly weren't going to be able to go back to where they were. Um, we put the dog inside, and the family all went outside and shooed them away or moved them to more safe locations. We threw on some gloves, chased the little ones around, and 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 caught them and moved them to um, this church we have next door, um, or to like the, our front yard, which is really close to the church, and kind right. of shoot them that way. Um, but the best part was my now three-year-old going around and calling them Hop Pops. It was super adorable because that's what they were doing, hopping around. Yeah. I know, uh, my wife was telling me that the uh, five-year-old tonight asked her to play Monopoly. Oh, I hate that game. (laughs) I don't understand (laughs) the appeal at all. 
It well, takes forever have, and nothing happens. We have a uh, a much quicker variant. Oh yeah, how's that? Um, I I don't know. I I'd, I'd have to look at it. It's been a while since we played, but it's you earn like tokens for doing certain things and buying properties, and you have like this little tray, and as you get tokens, the tray fills up, and when when your tokens go past a certain line, you're the winner. Now, if you run out of money and can't pay for rent, you can sell off your properties, you know, to pay for it. And then you lose the token that went to that property and stuff like that. But it's, uh, you know, easily under an hour with a couple of people to play. It's just get in, get out very quick. I can't even imagine. <laughs> oh, that There's sounds a, a lot better. It, it, it really is because, I don't know, playing with children is difficult. And uh, if you have to play with children and you do the, this is going to take three days to play version, uh, you probably would never want to play again. And thus, the me, who never mm -hmm. wants to play again. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, speaking of board games, I'm very, very excited because I got the email today that my Evil Dead 2 board game will begin shipping in a couple of weeks. Okay, so I heard you mention that on Twitter, but I have absolutely no idea like what you're talking about. So please um, explain you know, in great detail all about this board game. Well, you know what Evil Dead 2 is, correct? Yes. Alrighty, so on Kickstarter, there was a campaign to fund this board game, and they were going to have miniature pieces and artwork and just all kinds of, like, crazy crap. And then, of course, there was, like, a million and one add-ons and all this other stuff. And the Kickstarter campaign went way, 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 way over whatever the goal was to get it made. It got funded. And then as time went on, you started hearing less and less and less from the people putting the game out. And then the communication started getting to like, oh, well, you know, we're basically turned into um, we're in over our heads and we're not able to produce this game. And then they stopped communicating. And so went my $120 or whatever it was I paid for everything that I had asked for. And this was like, I don't know, I swear it was like 2016 or something. So, like, I was annoyed, and I would always go in and check, like, the Kickstarter thread, and there was never any good information, and the people responsible for the project never, never were communicating anymore. Um, at the same time, I believe the same company also was doing a Kickstarter for a Terminator 2 video game. Or they did one after Evil Dead 2 got funded. And that one also went under. So basically, a lot of money, whatever they did with it, game got shelved. Then, come last year, I get this random email from a new company basically saying, Hey, listen, we're doing an Evil Dead 2 board game. We, uh... We investigated and we kind of like bought 
whatever the remnants were from this previous company that went under and wasn't able to deliver. And while we can't offer the previous backers, you know, the same stuff that you were, you know, you paid for from the previous company, um, we're going to put a game out and we're going to offer you the, the game, you know, for free. You know, just go here, take the survey, tell us that you want it. And, you know, the base game, you'll get a copy of it. And I was like, well, that's kind of, you know, kind of basically saving face, goodwill type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, of course, I went in there, I did that. And then while I was in there, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take the chance and say that this new company, obviously, they're not reaching out to all the people that backed it for no reason. They're trying to be like, hey, listen, blah, 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 blah. So I went and then they had some sort of like a book bundle about the story, kind of like um, a comic book version of it or whatever. So I was like, for goodwill, I'm going to kick them a couple of dollars for that. It will be an add on, only have to pay for it. Like, you know, basically once everything is all said and done and they're going to be shipping. So, yeah, so today I got the notice that within the next couple of weeks, they're going to start shipping. And I got to go in and uh, claim it, give my address and be all happy. And, you know, hopefully within the next month or so, I'm going to have an Evil Dead 2 board game. Nice. So Uh, do you know what it's similar to or uh, the style of the game is going to be? I, I honestly don't important. know. I uh, I have always just been a huge Evil Dead fan. Like, 1, 2, Army of Darkness. Big Bruce Campbell fan. And when I was like, Evil Dead board game? Ah, this is a great idea. So I just like kind of backed it so that I would have this really cool collectible and then hopefully, you know, play it with the family or at least play it with friends at some point. And then I gave up hope when everything went south and Um, When the new company took over, I, you know, had a little bit of hope. But at the same time, I'm like, I've already written it off. You know, it's been however many years. If it comes through, it comes through and that's good. If it doesn't, well, I got screwed over the first time anyway, whatever. Yeah, got nothing to lose at this point. Exactly. So this was the only Kickstarter that I ever backed that didn't go through. And now, once I receive it, I can say that everything I've ever kickstarted, you know, successfully funded, and in the end, I got what I was supposed to get. I know uh, a lot of people have horror stories out there, but I will no longer have one. Thank the goodness. So, do you invest a lot in Kickstarter, then? Because I've never dipped a toe in it. I'm just intrigued Um, by the concept. I very random things like I did the Kickstarter for um, a video game that's going to be coming out. I can't even remember. This company put out another one. It was some some big announcement that everybody was all happy about on Twitter recently. And I remember loving their first game. So I was like, I'll invest into this. Why not? But I did this board game, I did a card game, and then I've done some just random other stuff. 
but not a whole lot. Was it the uh, like the prequel to the Messenger? Is that the one? That's the one. Yes. See, so, I, I haven't played the Messenger yet, so I wasn't well, I super jumping into that. Yeah. I mean, um, technically, I, I have access to it, but um, you know, no uh, functioning PC, I can't actually access the Game Pass Ultimate that I have. Well, I don't know if it's still on Game Pass for PC, actually, but I know it was at one point. Uh, that I don't know. I know I I played it on the Switch. Um, I got it for free on I think Twitch Prime at one point. I, I don't know where else. Well, I mean, it's been everywhere else, but I don't know if it's been anywhere else free or not. But I know I loved it. I know Ryan really liked it. I think he 100%ed it. Actually, no, I, I know he 100%ed it because I sent him a love letter after he did it. <laughs> nice. I, uh, I made the challenge out there that if anybody 100%ed this game because I, I can't do it, I will send you a love letter. And him and Tony Baker both did it. And I was like, okay. So I uh, hand wrote it, sent them out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Sure I've, heard, I've heard nothing but good. Go ahead. I said, I'm sure he has it framed on his wall. I mean, that's what I would do. How could you uh, not? I've heard, <laughs> I've heard nothing but good things about the game, but I just haven't gotten there. I, I have too much other stuff on my plate, you know, giant backlogs and whatnot. Well, you know, that's the, the problem with nowadays is that there's a million and one games to play. And if you're into the Xbox, you have a, a huge backlog just through Game Pass. And you don't technically ever have to spend any more money other than your subscription. This is true. There are quite a few big experiences that you miss out on, though. Uh, Yeah. So it's still good to buy things. And I've discovered that Game Pass has a funny way of making you fall in love with a game and then taking it away. So... uh, I didn't fall in love with this game, but I realized that uh, Grand Theft Auto V, I feel like, just recently came onto Game Pass, and they're already pulling it uh, pretty soon. So it feels like a blatant, here, have a demo version. You're no, you're not going to have a chance to get through the whole thing, but uh, you're going to want to buy it when you're done. Grand Theft Auto V, I think I've only ever put an hour into it. And if I sound a little funny, it's because I had to get out of my car to get some gas. Ah, no big deal. Yeah, I I put about the same amount of time into it. I did the, it's like a bank heist mission at the very beginning. And uh, you're trying to escape uh, after things go wrong. And um, I got bored and had to go do something else. And I never turned it back on. I do remember getting to a part where we stole some cars. Uh, I don't remember but... anything about the game. I remember, <laughs> like, I loved Vice City. Well, I played 3 when it came out, but I didn't beat it. And then I loved Vice City, and I feel like I probably 100%ed that. But then, I didn't like San Andreas. I didn't like really? the having 
Well, I didn't like having to do all the exercise or you got fat and have to eat and all I didn't like all this the extra stuff they put in. And then four, I don't know what it was about four. I think I just got tired of receiving phone calls from my drunk uncle and people who wanted to go bowling or something. And I just gave up on it. So then I was like, I'm gonna get into five and I picked it up and just never played it. <laughs> Uh, I have similar stories. Uh, I remember enjoying three quite a lot. That that uh, hit me at like my teenage years. So, like that's the the right age for that game. I think, um, you know, mentally more so than actual ratings. But those you know, those are a suggestion. Yeah, uh, Vice City was a ton of fun. I fell in love with a lot of the, the visuals and I love the music all the way through it. It was amazing. Uh, I had a lot of fun with uh, San Andreas too. Uh, never. I mean, I, I don't think I finished all of it because there's a lot to do, but I had a good time while I played it. Um, and then I played bully all the way through, which is like uh, GTA for kids. I've heard then, that, but I've never really played it. Uh, I mean, it's GTA Lite with a school setting. Yep. It, it's it's a good game. Just, I mean, I, I don't think I would enjoy playing through it again. Uh, and then I never played 4 at all, and I barely dabbled with 5. That's I don't know. I uh, I love Vice City so much. I bought the uh, the eight CD soundtrack or whatever it was. I did not even know that was a thing. Yeah, I found it at like Best Buy or something, and it was uh, basically a CD for every radio station. And then they put the, like the commercials in there and some of the commentary from like the DJs. Nice. Yeah, it was great. I I don't I have no clue where it's at anymore. I assume that I still have it somewhere packed up in a box, whether it's at my house or at my parents' house. But I, I don't feel like I ever would have gotten rid of it. But I don't know. I would like to find it someday. So do you find that you still use CDs often at this um, day and age? No. Everything goes through the phone nowadays. That's the... Uh, the sadness of it. I have a lot of CDs and I need to like rip them, put them on my phone, put them in a digital format. But I don't even have a computer that has a CD player anymore. So that is uh, not a thing that I can do. Yeah, that's uh, that's a challenge. I took out the disk drives a long time ago. Yeah, it's really weird. I uh, sometimes I feel like a luddite when I find like my tote that's full of binders of CDs. I'm like, oh, I mean, I guess I can play them in my car. I do have a CD MP3 player, but I don't really want to lug them around. <laughs> oh yeah, you you mean you don't have the the 20 disc CD changer in your trunk? You can. Pick and choose at your, your leisure anymore? Maybe. Maybe I'll do that when I get my new car later this year. 
They're like, oh. hey, I need to have I need to have the huge disc changer. <laughs> oh. What uh, what are you looking at? Um, I am told that I'm looking at a Toyota Corolla, probably a hybrid <laughs> Corolla. <laughs> you like You're that? Cool, is that funny? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's all too familiar, is what it is. It's all too familiar. I want to get a hybrid. <laughs> I want to get a hybrid because I do most of the driving. Um, you know, it would save a lot of money in gas just back and forth to work. And then when we take like trips to California or something, it would also save a lot of gas. So I always look like just in my mind, I'm like, well, when you think hybrid, what do you think? Prius. So I'm like, that's what I want. But evidently there is a Corolla hybrid now at a decent price. And my wife and her family love Toyotas because they last forever. So she told me that I, uh, I, I want a Corolla hybrid. Well, uh, you could take it from me. The Corolla is a, a good car. Uh, I, I drive a Corolla. I drove one once. You drove one and, once? Yeah. Well, see, I drove a Prius once, and, and that's when I got obsessed with that. And then uh, the last rental so, car that I had was a Corolla, and I liked it. It was, a, it was a nice ride. It also had the adaptive cruise control in there, which is just freaking fantastic. What is adaptive cruise control? It basically means that if you're in cruise control... And uh, let's just say you're going 65 on the highway, and then somebody pulls in front of you and they're a little too close, it'll slow down for you. Ah. So if you're driving and you're getting, you're starting to approach another vehicle and if within a certain range, the adaptive control will change your speed and lower it to a, a, a less likely for an accident. So it's like. Uh... Uh, what was that? You turned robotic on me. You still there? Hello? Hello. Oh, I think I must have driven through a dead zone or something. You said it's like a, you went robotic, and then there was like 10 or 15 seconds where I did not hear you. I also did not hear you, but... Now that we're back, I can step it back a couple of steps and say, so it's like um, a couple of steps below a self-driving car, then. Uh, yes, I don't. I like when people try to uh, walk across like a six-lane road when it's dark outside and they're not wearing something where you can be like, oh, I see a person walking. I mean, it, it's always a great idea. You should definitely do that. Put it on your to-do list. Yeah, right there. Of course, I'd have to find a six-lane highway first. Well, this isn't even a highway. <laughs> this is just a road. I don't. I don't think I could ever go back to like living in small towns where roads are one lane one way and one lane the other. I'm so used to uh, big city living at this point. You know, we're spoiled when we have lanes that are like two going one way, two going the other. Like those are the fast streets up here. Mm-hmm. Those are 
got your big boy pants on, went down the fast lane. <laughs> I even have room to pass somebody. I know. I, don't know. I didn't I even I have to cross the yellow lines this time. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, like when I like when I go back home to visit friends and I'm driving around and I'm like, okay, I'm on the highway and there's one one lane on each side of the highway and I have to pass this guy, so I have to make sure there's no cars coming. I'm like, man, I miss Vegas. Where I've got like five lanes to go. So, I told you earlier that I was doing a lot of uh, transport for work, right? And as long yes. as we're talking about roads, I want to tell you about this road I came across in uh, the city I was transporting in. Uh, I had taken um, a turn prematurely, uh, so mm-hmm. Google rerouted me really quickly to uh, the, like, the nearest route. And it was a single lane road that went like... 45 degrees uphill and it was the most terrifying thing to drive on because like if somebody were to come down it like the only option was to collide there wasn't another lane it was just a single lane and i've never seen anything like that before and i hope i never see anything like it again don't even know why it's a road but (laughs) that was the thing i experienced today it was not grand well that uh sounds a lot like fun? Question mark. Uh, you can take off the question mark and the fun and, and substitute the word um, terror, anxiety, stress. Um, why does it exist? Any of those would be acceptable replacements. Listen, it's just a road you go joyriding down. It's what young people do to uh, get their adrenaline pumping. <laughs> 95 down it, and you just hope and pray nobody's coming. <laughs> well, if they did that, they'd barrel right into the river, so wouldn't recommend mm-hmm. it. But, you know. If they were driving a van, they would be in a van down by the river. There you go. And uh, as I'm almost at my house, I see that it is Friday night. Which means I have to take out the trash and the recycling. Sounds like a hoot. Oh, yeah. Then I have to to do that. Then I have to hit the elliptical. Whoa, 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 wait. Let me stop you right there. You're describing it wrong. You, You have to do that, but then you get to hit the elliptical. It's a privilege. See, then you put it in a, then you put it in a positive light, and then you're more likely to want to do it. I don't feel very privileged. I feel fat, lazy, and out of shape. (laughs) But the the privilege is that you get to have the ability to do something to correct it. So you get to spend that time on the elliptical while you jam out to your favorite tunes or watch an episode of Scrubs. That's what it's going to be tonight, right? Yes, it'll be watching an episode of Scrubs, sweating profusely, then hopefully uh, taking a nice cold shower and going to sleep. Sounds like a plan. Well, it's been my intense pleasure to speak with you this evening. That's a good description of it. I think most people should end 
end their conversations telling me that it's been an intense pleasure. So I mean, uh, I'm going to put that out there and I'm going to see if other people follow suit. I hope <laughs> that they do because intense pleasure is the best way to experience it. Well, it has uh, definitely been a fun conversation. I will talk to you later, young man. Talk to you later. Bye.